Hello and welcome to Independent Women with Siobhan and Sam. Hello there. Um, we have looked out some juicy stories for you and um, and thank you for everybody that listened in last week um, and hopefully this week we and the beats coming on we'll get it a bit more, I don't know, what's the word Siobhan, uh, polished? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. This is us too. Um, and we'll see what, ha- and we'll take it from there. But please, if you have any comments or anything, you're welcome to join. And so how have you been this week, Siobhan? Yeah, well, it's been uh, challenging. But mm-hmm. um, maybe you should just go straight into the thing that I wanted to talk about, the Yes Challenge. Have you heard about that? I haven't. Go for it. Um, well, uh, Believe in Scotland... And uh-huh. the national newspaper um, are inviting us all to find one person each to convert from undecided or no to yes over the course of the next uh-huh. three three months. Um, so if you can find someone to sign up, I'm going to uh, do it with my neighbour. Um, yeah. She's like newly a new pensioner. So the idea is that um, for the next three months, we will have um, a code which lets us get into the national newspaper's articles, um, mm. all the stuff to do with indie, and mm-hmm. leave in Scotland have a series of 24 articles about mm-hmm. how Scotland positively can become a, a bright and shiny new nation, um, all the positives. Um, and given that we've had a really negative 2021 so far with um, yeah. Scottish independence, this yeah. is a chance to take the negativity out of the situation and present a positive case for Scottish independence, which is actually possible. Uh, believe in Scotland. So um, there's plenty of links out there on their social media too. Yeah. And 5,000 sure people. Yeah. And I'm sure we can uh, put up a couple of the links on the page yes. as well. Definitely. All the stuff from today's podcast, we could put links up about stuff. Yeah, definitely. But that is that sounds amazing and sounds brilliant. And as you said, um, independence, um, there's a kind of level of negativity at the moment. And um, I know that it is, put, it is um, putting people off. And as much as I do believe in freedom of speech and people have got the right to ask questions and blah, blah, you know and so forth I think we need to be mindful about what language we're using and if mm-hmm. we're questioning anything and uh, we need to... we are custodians of every person has a responsibility to be a custodian of the yes movement and I think we need to be mindful of the language we use and take on that role seriously and responsibly and um you know, but that I mean that doesn't mean we don't stop asking questions where we feel that we need to ask questions. But I think it's all about language. I don't know how um, how you see that, Siobhan. Um, I agree. Have you read the article by Mary Black in the National? I did. I did. What did you make of that? What did you make of that? It, it, 
it was very interesting. Very, very interesting. I've not seen much of Mary Black for a, a long time, and I don't buy the National. I generally don't buy newspapers. You can get it for, for free <laughs> yeah. for the next, yeah, next exactly. three months. Um, Just find was, somebody to convert. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, we don't need to agree with all our politicians all the time, you know. But when they do talk sense, we do need to... Um, give them credit where credit's due regardless and um, and you know uh, we have been so close to this is the closest we have ever been to independence mm -hmm. since uh, you know the union of the crowns and the you know um, a way back um, so I think um, I don't know I just feel at the moment there's a certain amount of panic kicking in mm -hmm. And when panic comes in, and I think we spoke about this last week as well, when panic comes in, destruction comes in. Mm -hmm. And we then self-destruct. And us Scots going through history are brilliant at that. We are experts at that. Um, if you just look through history, um, honestly, if you're going to give us a talent, that's one. And top <laughs> of all the many other talents we've got. Do you know what occurred to me about that? Um, it's our kind of... Um greatest advantage and our greatest um hindrance is the fact that we love to talk yeah and you know um so at this moment let's turn it into um something positive for yeah uh, for independence by getting out there but talking to the people who need to be converted yeah. who need to hear about all the actual statistics and facts and logic yeah. and reasons why there is nothing holding us back from a brighter future and we need to get out there and say that Mary Black I think was kind of just trying to say you know whatever you think of Sturgeon I mean she has done an amazing job through the pandemic yeah and uh, I mean that's undeniable yeah and what they're the kind of like the BBC that who basically um the Tory party through David Cameron appointed the board of governors um, they are there to represent the interests of the Tory party. So, like, for example, with my friend Gwen, who I'm trying to... Hello, Gwen, you've been mentioned. Um, <laughs> Hello, oh dear. Gwen! Maybe I, Hello, I never Gwen! asked permission. <laughs> I'm, but, um, I'm sure it'll be OK. But um, the idea is that um, we're going to sit and look at the actual evidence that supports um, Scotland being independent. Yeah. And it's exciting. There's so much um, good news that's available yeah. um, that we need to be sharing. Yeah. Um, and it, we, we've only got a few months to do it. We've got three months or something. Yeah. I mean, I um, agree with you when I hear, with, when it comes to Nicola Sturgeon, um, um, <coughs> excuse me, in the past I wasn't a, great, a greatest of fans, um, but however, recently, um, you know, nobody can deny her you know she's been consistent through this she's been a figurehead through this and um regardless of everything else that's going on in the background the reason the yes movement is gaining support and people are basically coming over to the yes movement is because nicola sturgeon stands up there every single day and she is con clear concise and steady and mm -hmm. regardless of everything else that you want, when there is a moment of crisis, um, people turn 
naturally and psychologically turn to the people who are clear, concise and steady because it gives them mm. reassurance. And that's what she's providing right now. If you look at mm. other readers like Boris Johnson and that, my God, what reassurance are you going to get for him? He is a <laughs> bloody joke. You know, um, if you look at the other leader party um, leaders in Scotland, you couldn't turn to any of them for that reassurance and, um, you know, and it's just not there. Do you know what I mean? Um, what about, for example, the fishing industry? Oh, oh my goodness. What reassurance have they had from Westminster None. since Brexit kicked in? They have just been lied to. They really have been kicked under the bus. It is such a shame. Absolutely. Did you hear um, the Scottish government have um, brought together a package for something like £7.75 million to support the fishing industry? Yeah. This was supposed to be Westminster. Westminster, was they, it's their Brexit. It's not our Brexit. Yeah, it's their Brexit. It's not ours. And I, there's been nothing. I had to laugh. I watched, um, I clicked over to the BBC a couple of weeks ago. And um, I've, um, it's the first time I've watched the BBC in many, many, many years. Trust me. Um, I, after <laughs> a couple of hours of watching, I had to go away and um, cleanse my Calm brain. Down. Yes. <laughs> um, it was one of those ones that's like, you know, cause I need to cleanse the brain. Um, I need to de-stress and everything else. And one of the things they were talking about was Brexit. And um, what I found fascinating, which was appalling, um, I, I, mean, I say fascinating, I'm not saying I found it amazing as in, oh, that's really interesting, blah, blah, blah. I found it interesting, fascinating in the sense of, oh, my bloody God, really? <laughs> um, and it was one of those ones where they're, um, talking about what was happening with Brexit and they were talking about the various different industries they were um, and how they're being affected and because the fish, fishing industry was <clears throat> hot in the news and the protests down in Westminster and blah, blah, blah. So they decided that their way of dealing with this on the news programme was to get a graph and it had all the various industries within the UK and it had of how much GP, uh, the GDP the, they contribute towards um, the financial um, uh, thing of the UK. So the brain just went dead there. Um, uh, GDP or yeah, something? Uh, so they had, um, they were talking about how much money they bring into the country or the countries, um, i.e., the UK or Westminster government mm -hmm. the Treasury. So, anyway, and they pointed to the fishing industry which was a way at the bottom, which was, you know, very, very low percentage. And um, it was under 20%, um, possibly, um, I think it was like 7% or something like that. Um, but however, it was the way they were spinning the fact, because obviously they're taking it as a UK-wide thing, and they're going, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, the fishing industry doesn't really bring that much money into the UK, so it's not really going to affect the economics and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah that much. But what they failed to mention was, mm -hmm. as the UK as a whole, it may not be significant, but, but as a country, i.e. Scotland, 
Mm. That's bloody huge. That is mm-hmm. a huge part of our economy. And, mm-hmm. and you know... And people's lives. And, people's lives. and a lot of people's lives. People's communities. The way they were trying to justify what the British government or the Westminster government have done. Oh, it's fine. You mm. know, it's very insignificant. The numbers are small. The people that are affected. Mm. Or really? Well... And I just thought Scottish no. Scottish seafood exports are worth fifty seven percent of Scotland's See, food exports. Fifty seven percent, that's more than yeah. half. It's worth one point two billion to our economy per year. When they you put the figures into Scotland and then you put them into mm. UK. And and it's mm-hmm. all about spin and this is what people um are starting to wake up to. Um, because mm. before the, they were always seeing the numbers being spinned as in the UK. So the numbers get lost amongst that and they get swallowed up by, um, you know, numbers coming from England, uh, Northern Ireland and Wales. And that's what uh, that and that's what creates this rethink. Oh, well, you know, we're too poor. We're too small. We're too stupid. We can't go independent. But when you start seeing the figures from a country perspective Mm -hmm. and break it down properly it's completely different Uh, it shows that um, it's significant in a good sense Uh, and how how much is the whiskey market worth that would be worth billions go on tell me yes it's 20 well the scottish whiskey scotch they call it the Scotch Whiskey Association. I think that's the umbrella organisation yeah. that looks after themselves. Um, they have 20, 24% of the global market in whiskey. Wow. And the global market in whiskey will be worth by 2025 £84 billion. <gasps> pounds, wow. Which means that our whiskey market, if I'm right, if I've got the figures right, is worth £20 billion, more or less. Wow. 20 billion. That just goes to show you. And that explains why at the moment Westminster are trying to claim British whiskey rather than Scotch <laughs> whiskey. You know, it's, I don't know if you've noticed that. They're starting to bring this, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, this kind of, um, you know, they're trying to rebrand everything at the moment. I've noticed that mm. with a lot of products, it's no longer Scottish this or Scottish that. It's British, but I've also noticed it um, with some English products as well, where before you would get English whatever or English whatever. Um, it's British. So it's like yeah. they're trying to rewrite the history books. They're trying to... It is so weird. It is strange. It is a, I find that quite strange. Well, I mean... What, what I really want people to understand or what, you know, Scotland is a lot more than oil. Oh, because yeah. one of the argu- arguments against independence is um, that, well, without the oil, which, you know, we are nothing and the price of oil and blah, blah. <clears throat> they're always trying to scaremonger with that sort of yeah. thing. But if you think of whiskey, they can call it liquid gold. Exactly. Liquid gold. And um, tastes nice as well. This is a reason. It huh? tastes nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's debatable, but yeah, 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 yeah. But it well, anyway. So, have you you know about the tariffs that have been yeah. posed 
imposed on yeah. whiskey. Right. So um, they came in in 2019 mm-hmm. and there's an, a, an argument that's been going on between Europe and America mm-hmm. about subsidies for aerospace, the Airbus yeah. industry. It's got nothing to do with whiskey whatsoever. But the World Trade Organization has said that um, the US can take uh, a kind of compensation measure with 7.5 billion in trade measures to compensate for this, um, yeah. you know, competitiveness, trade, whatever it's called. So these, what's happened is whiskey's been um, completely um, shafted by this with 25% tariffs on the whiskey going to America. Yeah. That's meant that in the last year alone, they've lost half a billion pounds in revenue. Scary, isn't it? And it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable for the whiskey mm-hmm. industry. It's and, and the Tories have been going on and on with their hollow promises about how they're going to sort this out. And as, to date, they have done nothing. Oh, of course they have. <coughs> they've let down the fishing industry. They've let down the whiskey industry. They've let down the farming industry. Anything that's to do with Scotland, they are not interested because they don't want us to... They want Scotland to be too poor. Um, and that's yes. the thing. Yes. They want Scotland to be too poor. They want Scotland... To bring yes, us to our to knees. ...to be dependent on Westminster. And that's mm. what they're doing. They are actually they are basically destroying the industry now i want to talk about something else to do with the uk government because i think this um again about the uk government and double standards um which i Mm -hmm. find well not surprising actually because that's what they do but i think in especially with scotland going forward we're talking about moving forward and progressive country and one of the things in, in that is greener energy and um, yes you know and that's something that we're quite passionate about in Scotland um, the majority of us so I was um, looking at, you know at different things and one of the things that got me was COP26 now we all know that was meant to be held in Glasgow November 2020 but due to Covid it's been mm-hmm. put back to 2021 and Mm -hmm. um, there's been a bit of to and fro going on because um, Boris Johnson doesn't want Nicola Sturgeon there or any members of the Scottish Nationalists as he calls them or the Scottish Government or anything like that because he believes that you know even though it's been held in our country um, we are not welcome and um, yeah, I think he's in for a shot because I think we, even with COVID, I think um, there'll be a few people there with their Scottish flags and saltires and so forth. Um, but however, mm-hmm. um, and with Scotland, um, we are doing so much better and um, regarding moving forward in a cleaner um, climate. And again, the UK government keep throwing us these um, spanners in the works. So one of them is um, COP. 26, and I don't know how you feel about this. Right, so COP26 is the U- the UN's annual conference of parties, and what it does, it brings together political leaders and delegates from around the world to discuss solutions to the current climate crisis, because we all know it's mm-hmm. quite, it's getting really, really serious. Um, I 
I think we're literally at the point of no return. Now, the one thing that I find fascinating by this, again, in the bad sense, not a, a positive sense, is that <laughs> their um, corporate partners um, who are sponsors of the conference and they are invited mm-hmm. by the hosts, so whatever country it's been um, held in. And these people are given access to delegate delegates and policymakers. So basically, they're allowed to lobby people mm-hmm. who are there to represent our best interest. And the Yes, in a sense, it gives them a chance to promote their businesses being climate friendly and greener. So I don't have a problem with this. But on the other hand, I do have a problem because I think like a lot of things to interpretation as to what's a greener company. And, um, Mm. and, you know, you've got companies all around that kind of play with the rules. And I've got um, an example of one company. Now, Scottish Power has been granted um, the chance to be a corporate partner partner at COP26. And Scottish Power promotes greener um, climate um, company and they're green friendly and um, they get rid of all their fossil fuels in 2018 and you know and they do all these wonderful things for their climate that's not the problem the problem is is their parent company and this is where it starts i think there's a bit of hypocrisy going on and i think this is where we need to start um and this is where the scottish government needs to start forcing the issue um this parent company is iberdrola which is a spanish utilities company and the funny thing is, when you mm-hmm. go to their website, they also promote um, green energy and all these wonderful buzzwords and phrases that are going around with um, climate change and improving our carbon footprints and stuff. And um, their website on how us as individual can reduce our carbon footprint which i think is amazing which i think is absolutely wonderful that they are being that responsible however what they don't want you know they have signed a 25 year contract 2018 the same year that scottish power sold off their fossil fuels to operate and construct five powered plants in mexico now, four of these mm-hmm. plants are already up and running. Now, mm-hmm. so they are going to continue to pollute and produce carbon emissions for another 25 years. So yeah. how terrible. can they claim to be climate-friendly how can they claim to be promoting green energy? How can they have the to give us tips as individuals? Oh, they say that we all have a responsibility. When they have just, or 2018, 
signed the contract for five gas-fired-powered plants in Mexico, four of which are already operational. One is nearly operational. So there's a bit, there is a huge bit of hypocrisy there. And yes, Verdoux, they are the parent company of Scottish Power, but they have the same logo. They come from the same... Um, they're cut from the same cloth. They are, you know, it doesn't matter if they're a, a subsidiary, they are still part of that franchise, that company. And mm. personally, I don't think Scottish Power should be allowed to attend COP26 as a corporate partner. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Because it's hypocritical. It doesn't matter what they do within the UK or within Scotland. So much of their finance and so much of their business is integrated with Iberdrola. So therefore, how mm -hmm. they can hand and heart turn around and say, we are green, I don't get it. Um, and you know, and it shows the hypocrisy of the UK government as well. Because um, again, you know, this is what they do, and this is what other comp uh, corporations do all the time, where they turn around and give you, oh, this is mm -hmm. what we're doing X, Y, and Z. But really, what they're doing is A, B, and C. And it happen we see it happening all the time, and this is another example of that. And you know, and I would rather be dealing with companies and corporations who were honest and turned around and said to the public, mm -hmm. um, well, you know, we don't, um, we're not 100%. We have some factions within our companies that are blah, blah, blah. However, we are, look we mm -hmm. are aiming to improve. We are aiming to improve um, our carbon emissions productions and reduce that. I mean, we... When you go on to Iberdrella's um, website, it says they agree with um, the latest report from the carbon neutra neutrality um, that it, they need to get it down by 2050. But, so it seems to be the, the plants in Mexico um, have, you know, it's like, yeah, we can make a quick buck. So, um, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, and that takes yeah. us up, mm. you know, um, and then we're still within the deadline of twenty fifty, where they were. Yeah. Can I can I say it. something there about that? Well, um, there is a misunderstanding I feel about the IPCC report yes. from two thousand and eighteen, which said that we have to. Um, get our carbon emissions down yep. to half yep. by 2030 yep. by 2030 that's why everyone was going on about this yep. oh we've only got a decade oh we've only got 12 years right that was nearly three years ago uh, we've only got nine years yep. left till that deadline but what a lot of uh, countries and corporations seems to be doing is saying oh we will be zero yep. by 2050 yes because it suits them it suits them to say that and they are completely airbrushing out yep. of the picture the 2030 deadline and we're seeing the results you've seen what's happening around the world with all the um, record temperature yep. increases 
uh, annually. You know, I mean, this was the hottest year. That was the next hottest. I mean, it really, it doesn't matter whether they manage to fool us because the consequences are yeah. that we are all going to suffer because it, there's not a start point, an end point. Um, it's all about like degrees yeah. of global warming. So if we carry on with, if they carry on down there in Mexico with their gas plants, etc., yeah. that is feeding in to this situation and the feedback loops, which means that the ice is melting in Greenland, etc. The yeah. sea levels are rising. People are going to be, um, you know, th these yeah. cities are going to be underwater. <sighs> So it's exactly they, they, who are they feeling, fooling? They're, they're, they're fooling not... themselves into thinking fooling anybody because you're right, everything's linked, and that's what they don't get. And the thing is, what they're doing is taking advantage of countries who have um, a history of mismanagement in their governments, and that's what they're doing. They're taking complete advantage of that to get out of, um, you know. Yeah you know these agreements and so forth and yeah. i mean how do you stop that i mean how do how does the world stage stop these corporations um and i don't think as a world stage we can stop it i think as small individual comp co sorry countries i was going to say companies um countries we have more power to stop it and again that's where I believe if Scotland was an independent country, we have more power to be able to turn around and say, right, these companies are not welcome um, because you don't want yeah. to be doing trade agreements. I mean, because that's one of the things that people don't understand. When you're doing trade agreements with um, other parts of the world, it's like somebody running a business. You're not going to go into business with somebody if you don't agree with their ethics. You know, it's okay making... I mean, if you... Mm -hmm are just there to make money and you've got no moral compass then yeah fair dues you know but that means that people are going to be hurt along the way people are going to be taken advantage mm. of and blah 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 and countries world trade is a bit mm. similar um in the sense you know when you go into trade deals and things and contracts you want to make sure that the people that you're going into trade with are you know, they kind of meet your expectations in terms of your moral compass. They also meet your expectations in terms of the quality um, of the service they're going to provide. And that's what it's about. And as a smaller country, as Scotland being an independent country, we would be able to do that. Whereas at the moment, we have no mm. power over that. We have very limited power over that and that's part of the problem mm -hmm. and that is mm -hmm. and cop 26 is showing that where scottish power have been granted access as a corporate partner to um you know cop 26 you know it's just hypocrisy yeah. hypocrisy yeah i mean can you explain this to me or maybe if anyone's listening and they wanted to say something in the comments on our independent women facebook page where this podcast will be mm -hmm. um, put up. Uh, I don't really understand uh, what's going on with energy in Scotland because, <clears throat> I mean, we've got, you know, 25% of Europe's yeah. renewable energy potential and yet my electricity bill is yeah. going to go up by £100 a year. I know. It makes no sense, Why? does it? It makes no... I know. It, I, I guess it's this all down to the corporations and 
everything else. Um, but it makes no sense. I mean, in Scotland, we shouldn't have fuel po poverty. We really should have no fuel poverty mm -hmm. at all. Do you know what? I thought yeah. someone heard that. Oh, well, no yeah. more hot water for me then. I can't yeah. afford to put on my boiler. And yet outside yeah. the wind it's is raging. Crazy. <laughs> and there should be, we should have, with the resources we have in Scotland, we should have absolutely no fuel poverty whatsoever. Um, mm. well, this must be to do with the fact that we do not have control. That's a div that's reserved yeah, um, I would say matter, so. isn't it? I would it? say so. Energy. Energy is um, reserved to Westminster. No um, because um, especially here in Scotland, I mean, we've got um, we've got so many natural resources. Um, uh, you know, it's just it's actually and um, and so we've got like eight point four percent of the UK population, yeah. but we've got thirty four percent of the UK's natural resources. Resources, and that makes you wonder, doesn't it, Siobhan, to how um, why they don't want Scotland to be independent? Oh yes, oh yes. Why? Mm. Why are they going to all this trouble, eh? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same old, you know, regarding the water. I always remember when I was a kid being told about our water being shipped down to England, and um, because they never had enough um, water supplies. And I remember being a wee kid thinking, really, you know, mm, that's interesting and. And I remember the summer that we had a drought and I remember asking my parents, are we still sending water to England? Uh -huh. Even though we've got not even though we've got none, or do we have enough? <laughs> you know, I was quite concerned. I was quite worried about that, you know, as yeah. a kid. And, you know, um but yeah. Well so the thing is, I mean uh, water's gone on the stock exchange now. I know. You mean really moral compass ethics well i mean morality. it's it's it will be the future oil <laughs> it will it is and it's i mean if you look at nestle yeah when it comes to water i mean they are sharks when it comes to water um you know they believe that people should have to pay for water water isn't a free product or shouldn't be a free product um which is shocking and not everybody has the human right to have water well uh, getting back to the whiskey industry which i brought up earlier yes. um they have as an organization done a fantastic job in making themselves a sustainable business mm. because there's a lot of water involved in the production of whiskey yes lovely clean fresh scottish water mm -hmm. so um that's the way forward, and that's what I would like to see COP26 being all about. Mm -hmm. Sustainability. Mm -hmm. And that's it, what it should be about. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at um, the fact is we're on an island. There's no getting away with that. And, you know, Scotland is, uh, is part of that island. And then... Um, you know, I remember when I was um, studying um, environmental studies many, many moons ago, and we were talking about wave um, production and using um, tidal waves. energy. 
yeah, tidal wave energy, right? Back then it was still called wave, um, mm. um, wave power and things, you know, because it was a new concept. And um, that's many years ago. Mm. But however, if you look at it, it's very viable to do because one of the things that they were discussing was if they were to put the tidal energy into this, the water, um, would it act as a, 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 a nuisance to, you know, the shipping industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it was the, 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 the fishing industry, the commercial, you know, the tourist industry, so forth, so forth. But if you look at Scotland's coastline, um, especially with all our islands and stuff, there is parts um, of the coastline where it's not feasible or safe for any ship or boat, canoe, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, safe to, to venture close to. But the tidal... Um, machinery, the, the machines, the wave machines, I can never remember what they're called, that's so terrible. Turb- um, uh, uh, um, dynamos or something? Yeah, they they would be perfect. So you could put that there, and the way they operate, um, they're not so, they wouldn't be so much of, as a nuisance as the way um, the wind turbines are. Mm. You know, they, they are kind of out the road, um, they're not um, interfering with much and when it comes to the marine life they're not really fragmenting their habitats as such mm-hmm. um, the way the wind farms do mm-hmm. um, so there's um, also the thing with these wind farms that I mean they're turning the gorgeous fantastic scenic yes, tourist exactly. tourist valuable countryside of Scotland yeah. into an industrial landscape yeah and that's the thing with the wind turbine um, it's terrible, know, and they're doing it, and they're doing it while COVID is happening. They're they, they're kind of like pushing through um, planning applications. Yeah, it's, they are not the the um, nicest things to look at. And as you say, a lot of the tourist industry is, industry is such a huge industry in Scotland, and people come for the views, they come for the scenery. And when you've got all these wind farms popping up, you are turning the area in Scotland into an industrial. Um, landscape and as much as people say yeah it's green energy blah 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 yeah however when does something become sustainable and greener when it's taken it's it's taken away what's the wording I'm looking for here Siobhan um it's interfering with another industry you know yes yeah you you know because the the tourism industry is huge in Scotland and really highly valuable to us Scots um, and with I'll tell you the... what I've heard, I've heard a theory that this is part of um, Johnson's cunning plan Ah, to make us into an industrial looking country to stop yeah, the tourism to literally ruin our countryside Probably Wouldn't surprise me I mean, if you think about it, in order to put up a wind farm etc, you need to get um, planning permission Mm-hmm. And the only way you can get planning permission is if people do not object in mm-hmm. vast numbers. Now, down south, um, they're running underground cables in scenic areas. Yeah. But up north in Scotland, for example, on my very doorstep in Galloway, mm-hmm. there is a proposal to run a length of overhead pylon mm-hmm. line 
between two power stations, which is to feed in uh, the wind farm energy that's coming into the grid and because the power line needs updated. This is your, your friends, um, SPEN, Scottish Power Energy Networks, who are controlled by the Spanish company Ibidrola. Um, ah, that company again! There we yeah. go! Yes. So the idea, um, uh, please, people, if you're listening to this podcast, tell your friends and yourself, object by the 13th February, day before Valentine's Day, next week. That's how <coughs> long we've got left to object. We need hundreds of thousands of objections if we're yeah. to put a halt on this project. Now, they they were forced by some friends of mine, Paul Swift, um, mm-hmm. who uh, organised a campaign called Galloway Without Pylons, mm-hmm. who uh, forced the company to have a look and do a feasibility study into undergrounding the cables instead yeah. of having the huge pylons running down. Now, the pylons, the, the route they're proposing to take it, is along the edge of the Galloway Forest Park, Mad, isn't it? which is renowned worldwide as a scenic area. Yeah. Um, now, they're going to, in some areas, they're going to put Sitka spruce um, to kind of hide the pylons, which is not great for the wildlife mm-hmm. at all. No. Um, and they're bulldozing this through as a project to get planning permission where they have undervalued the effect it's going to have on the wildlife and this is the Galloway um, red kite trail it's like people come here I mean tourism is worth like basically it's worth everything to Galloway where I live yeah I mean it you know we we it all the knock-on all the little holiday cottages that people come to rent there's going to be something like 10 years of disruption on the roads Uh, people are not going to be able to get up there and follow this Galloway um, red kite trail yeah. Um, they're not going to have access to the Galloway Forest Park. To the um, there's a place called the Otters Pool where people go for family day outs, etc. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not just uh, local people in the local villages who are going to be traumatised by this. It's all the wildlife. It's all the tourism industry. And it's unnecessary because when when we get our independence, and this is a question for any of our listeners who would like to help me understand this better. I mean, why can't we do something to make um, Scotland's renewable energy an asset? And why can't we make sure that it's planned with um, sensitivity towards the landscape and towards the people? I believe, um, don't know, oh, crikey, there was a report that I read um, before Christmas, which was... um, the future of Scotland in terms of business um it was bringing in the environment it was also bringing in the creative and arts industry it was bringing in um oh, well-being yeah. um, can you put a link to that when I will I will um and it was um I because I read it um for broadcast in Scotland and um, oh, I wish I remembered the name of the report. But see, that's terrible. See if I've not got something written down in front of me. Yeah, I don't right, remember don't the generalisation, but I don't remember the, the. Stick it in the link. I will stick it in the all. link. So, um, basically, um, there is. So <coughs> they are as an independent Scotland. That's what we are working towards, is mm-hmm. and bringing in well-being. And part of well-being is to do with the environment and how I think things affect us, our mental health. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we these developments, and I agree with you totally, I think it's Westminster's plan 
to destroy <laughs> our landscape, our tourism, our assets, and the things that make Scotland money. So, i.e., you've got the whiskey industry, you've mm-hmm. got the fisheries, you've got mm-hmm. our tourism, and um, and this is what they're doing because we have a similar issue with Loch Lomond, where Loch Lomond is world renowned. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the gems of Scotland, along with Galloway. It's um, Forest Park. It's one of the gems. And the Cairngorms. Yeah. They, they, they did the same thing in the Cairngorms. Yeah. And look at Culloden. You know, anything that is of significance to Scotland in our industries, they are looking to destroy. Um, Loch Lomond has got a teen amount of planning developments constantly going in. And it's, it's these holiday resorts. It's these, um, it's just, and effectively, if each and every one of them were to get planning permission, nobody would be able to get public access to La Home. Mm. Which is none of the people. And there's a, it's yeah. a lot of people. It serves a lot of people. Well, it's it? not just the locals. It's the tourists. It's mm-hmm. And Loch Lomond is also known as the lungs of Glasgow, you know, mm-hmm. and because that's mm-hmm. their, our nearest city. And that's where traditionally people from Glasgow to get out the, the smog and the pollution and whatever, they would travel to Loch Lomond. Um, you know, so it's quite scary. And, you know, and the thing is, People are going, but it brings jobs. I'm sick of hearing that. It brings jobs, mm. but the jobs are low end, low, low paid jobs. It's mm-hmm. all like zero contracts. It's where people are more likely mm. to be um, taken advantage of. Um, mm. You know, there's no career ladders, there's no prospects. Mm. It's just basically a dead end, mind numbing job. And mm. don't get me wrong. You know, there's jobs for everybody and some people like having no responsibility jobs. But, Mm. you know, but it's not very good for the mental health and the well-being of a community and an area. And that's what's happening in what I believe with Galloway um, Park Forest as well, is with these, oh, it's going to create X amount of jobs because they're going to have to put in the pylons and they're going to have to... There's no jobs coming with this for us. Well, there's no jobs. There's zero um, benefit to the community. And the thing is, what it's going to do is take jobs away. And what's going to happen is, as well, because it'll take jobs away, because what will happen is the pylons will go in. No doubt there will be some sort of security fencing up around the pylons or there'll be something... And well, there's a, like a dead zone around it yeah, either side where yeah. nothing nothing can be planted, yes. nothing can grow. And um, it's, I mean, there's so many. I mean, down here, this isn't a population area. This is this is uh, this is where people come to play. Yes. this is a playground. Yeah, and um, and it's not just the people. It it is like um, the, the species, yes. like the night jay, which apparently it's one of their um, like special areas, etc. They've just airbrushed it all yeah. out of the report. But you find that I've noticed that quite over the last few years since I get into um, campaigning, and you've probably noticed the same as me. When it comes to these planning proposals, it's amazing the amount of detail which is airbrushed out. And it's quite cynical. Yeah, and it's amazing the amount of environmental impact assessments that are not being done to the full capacity or not being done at all. And we yeah. really need 
people to stand up and start taking notice of these things in their communities. It doesn't matter how small the development is or how large the development is. If, you know, because if they're allowed to, if if somebody's allowed to get away with it with a small piece of land, it makes it easier for the big boys to come in and do it with larger pieces of land. And it's okay people saying, ah, but it's only a couple of trees, it's only this, it's only that. But you put all that together, it has wider implications and a wider impact in the environment and to our everyday lifestyles. And that includes where we're allowed to walk, where we're allowed to able to go and rest, where we're allowed to go and play, where we're allowed to just generally um, be able to, how we commute everything. It has a major impact. And um, the thing is, with the pylons, it's not exactly as if it's going to give you cheaper energy either. Um, I'm sure your your fuel bills are not going to go down. Um, no. No. Um, no. No. So on top of having an eyesore and a nightmare to look at, it's not as if you're getting the benefit of saving a bit of money, which... It would cost this ginormous energy company <coughs> an extra 90, £95 million pounds to bury the cables. <coughs> the feasi feasibility study, ha study has been done. Yeah. So, I mean, if they really care, and they're up there at the COP24, 26, um, then they should put their money where their exactly. mouth is. Exactly. Um, so, that, again, they can't really see their, their kind of a green climate conscious company in any shape or form again hypocrisy comes to mind um but yeah it's all about hypocrisy and it's all about smokes and mirrors and you see the likes of boris johnson standing up there on a daily basis lying through his teeth about just about everything oh yeah he's <laughs> the thing is he's not even a good liar you, you look at him and go, no. ah, you're talking <laughs> bull i'm not going to say the other word um, you're talking you, you know and you, you know, and it's, it's got to a stage now half the time, I can't even watch the man, never mind listen to him, because he talks absolute nonsense. The thing is, like, if we're, I mean, what are we doing this podcast for? We're doing this because we want people to um, think again about their options for Scotland. Mm. I mean, we had 2014 as uh, an opportunity, um, and basically we were conned, we were lied to by... Um, the vow, which said that everything was going to be la -di da if we stayed in the union, that we were better together. Yep. Um, and now we've got Brexit, which will cause mass unemployment in Scotland. Oh, don't. That's just honest to goodness, Brexit. Oh, my goodness. It's just one of those ones, isn't it, where you're just like, people voted for this. Okay, in Scotland, we voted to remain, but people voted for this, you know, mm. and it's just, it's like, this makes absolutely no sense. Um, and the best, the best meme that I have seen, Siobhan, regarding Brexit is the one where um, England have voted for independence um, from 27 countries, but they're doing all they can to cling on to Scotland. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah, that kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? But, you know, it's just that way you just think, you know, they are, the job losses, never mind with COVID, the job losses due to Brexit is just unbelievable. And it's funny how at the moment we're not, there's, in the mainstream news, you're not really hearing anything about what's happening with the shellfish industry anymore. That seems to have been blacked out. 
and everybody else trying to import and export to and from Europe. That's all went quiet. Mm -hmm. It's as if it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. Well, millions of pounds are being oh, lost. Oh, yeah, definitely. In our exports have been but anyway the, the Scottish government there you go that's why we need independence because the Scottish government put the 7.75 million pound rescue package in to support the industry the fishing industry yeah. and that should have been done by the British government but as with the whiskey they are they're still humming and hawing and doing very little and there's absolutely no way we need to protect Scotland as far as I'm concerned we need a constitution we do we do, we certainly do. We do need a constitution and um, we need um, basically, yeah, we need to be, um, yeah, we need to, we need independence. At the end of the day, independence is not going to easy. It's not going to be tied up in a, a pink ribbon and a silver bow. It's it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard. Um, I imagine it'll be a wee bit like a messy divorce. Um, but however, the benefits in the <laughs> long term, um, because we're going to have more power to be able to make these decisions and we're going to be able to make these decisions so much quicker and we are going to be able to um, protect use our tax revenues yeah, and protect for ourselves our industries that are crucial um, to our country and you know keeping people in employment um, and we'll be able to do that developing industries supporting yeah. uh, the infrastructure around those industries like the creative industries yeah. do you know about GT do you know about GTA go for it Grand Theft Auto. Go Grand on, Theft you, Auto. You can have sent me something about this. Go on, tell me. I, I just think that's amazing. It's, I must say well, this is one was... game that my youngest son is banned from playing that keeps begging me to play. <laughs> quite but right. Go for quite it. Right. Tell, me, tell me all about that. <laughs> well, basically, um, if you look at Google and Amazon, they are giant corporations and they have tried to enter the world of gaming yeah. and develop... Um, uh, these on these computer uh -huh. games and failed they uh -huh. failed it didn't uh -huh. work despite throwing money at the um possibility uh -huh. whereas back in 1997 yeah. a little company um dma i think they're called rockstar now something yeah. like that um in dundee yeah. a little team uh threw ideas at each other based on films that they uh -huh. liked movies they liked uh threw these ideas out kept on um, brainstorming and came up with Grand Theft yeah. Auto, which earned more in its first edition in one year than the entire Hollywood film industry amazing. in terms of revenue. That's amazing. And it, it, the reason it was so <clears throat> successful is because it's, it, they were a team. Yeah. You know, they were like brothers, you know, sisters, whatever. They're working together. You can't put a price on that kind of creativity. No, and and that's something that Dundee can celebrate that they did yeah. that, and um, and it's something that the Scottish government could nurture, support, yeah. encourage, um, and it's something that you know um, the MP for Dundee. I don't know what his name is. He's got a ponytail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm sick. laughs> that's all I can tell you about him. He's a very tall, very tall guy. Yeah. But I know he was down in Westminster back in 2016, saying, "Help us." support the yeah. industry, work out the tax breaks, the packages, etc., yeah. etc. Et and that's an example of where Westminster just does not work for Scotland. I mean, it's completely farcical, the situation yeah. with the MPs that go down there and get brayed and booed at by Tories. Uh-huh. And, you know, Mary Black, who could be doing so much for Scotland if she was in Chris Holyrood Law. instead of being stuck down Chris there. Law. There you go. 
That's his name. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very cool ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> a nice waistcoat. Well. <laughs> you have fans, you. Yeah. <laughs> right, on you go. <laughs> Well, there's another one. She wears a yellow dress all the time. I like her as well. Oh, crikey. Oh, th- th- oh crikey. Who wears the yellow dress all the time? Oh, br- She's got short hair. She's from Glasgow. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Her, I mean. you, but the brain is just... Uh, uh, I mean, I watched some of their performances. Or some, of, some of them... I mean, I just think it's amazing what they've been through. It's so, so difficult, their job. And, and it's so frustrating to me that all that talent and energy and intelligence and enthusiasm and commitment and everything is being kind of sort of diluted at Westminster what a waste I mean can you imagine if we had our independence how how things would be in a brand new Scotland I know I know it's just I I, part of me does think that it's time that we just got walked out of Westminster because it's Alison's doers um Alison's lovely um but no I part of me that's Part of me believes that, um, no, I do actually believe that it's time that the SNP MPs walked out of Westminster because... Like, like uh, the yeah. Irish ones do, because the no, Irish I, don't take their seats because they say there's no there's point. There's no point because all they're doing, even though SNP is the third biggest political party within the UK, um, I believe that their time at Westminster is being wasted. Um, I get the, the belief that if they're in amongst it, then maybe they can make a small difference. But I believe that energy is being wasted and would be better served um, elsewhere. And that is my belief. And I think they need to walk because at the moment they are um, being humiliated and they are, you know, and it's it's heartbreaking to watch, um, you know, seeing people being humiliated and the way they are being humiliated. And, um, you know, you wouldn't stand for that in a workplace, any other workplace. You wouldn't stand for that in a school. Um, So why is it being classified as being acceptable within the House of Parliament? I suppose the problem is that um, in the broader sense, people see uh, nationalists uh, as fanatics. So as a politician, any of the politicians... They have to kind of like straddle yeah. a tightrope and to come across as credible and not to give ammunition to the mainstream media who are Tory-led, yeah. Tory-financed, Tory-everything. So it's like we can't put a foot wrong. Um, it's a bit like a minority yeah. group, um, like somebody who's yeah. black or somebody who's a woman or whatever. You have to be whiter than white. You have to be better than them. Um, and it it's is exhausting. Mentally, and, and, and it's the movement mentally... Is, the movement has really <coughs> reached a point exhausted. where, you know, yeah, but we have to rise above um, the kind of um, the poison that yeah. is uh, thrown at us as a movement in Scotland. Because, you know, it's the, we need to keep that belief in ourselves yeah. that we have a right to be free of Westminster control, that we have a right to keep our talent, our resources, our taxes, everything that we have and to mm-hmm. use that for the benefit of Scotland. And can you imagine if, if we get our independence, then all those industries like the financial services 
the money, the stuff that the Tories love, money, will hemorrhage to like Glasgow. And, you know, there'll be all these financial services in Glasgow. That means that they can still sort of like um, only a few hours from London, but they can also uh, trade with Europe if we rejoin Europe. But immediately we get our independence, we can join the EFTA, um, which is like four countries, um, a little federation, Iceland, Norway, etc. So they've got an agreement with Europe about free trade. So we're already have um, a an outlet for our products, our services, etc. Yeah. And that will deal with the problems with fishing, the problems with whiskey, the problems with farming. It will be dealt with by that. So we're just, we're so close to being okay and or so close yeah, to being Yeah, it's one okay. of those ones we're on a fence at the moment, aren't we? we, we I just feel as if we're balancing on a fence post um, and it could go either way. And I just feel that we need to um, stay Make yeah. the case for keep make positive, the case for independence. Think of what think of the bigger prize, um, and think long term, not short term, because um, I think when you think short term, that's when you're more likely to go into this panic mode, as I keep calling it. Um, whereas if you mm-hmm. think long term, mm-hmm. you see the bigger picture, and you you become more focused on that, and you don't panic as much because it's a long term plan. And I think we need to um, really, really. Um, because this is the closest we have ever had. We are starting to see other nations around the world starting to turn around and say, you know, Scotland's doing so well, um, the Scottish government's doing so well, the way Nicola Sturgeon conducts herself and presents herself, you know, when dealing with the press press briefings and so forth, you know, um, that's all going around the world and people don't realise that. that. You know, people from around the world are seeing that. And then they see Boris Johnson. (laughs) Mm. That says it all, you know, and that's what we Mm. need. We need nations from around the world to start turning around and saying, you know something? They've got it. They can do this. They've been held back and they are Mm. definitely, um, you know, um, under strain. And they're not being able to reach their full potential because of England and or Westminster. Mm. Um, and we need that. We really need, that's what we need. It's okay for us to be sitting in our homes or sitting on laptops or whatever or doing podcasts or doing whatever, to be sitting talking about it around ourselves and talking about it as a nation. But we need other nations to be backing us. We need that support. And that's where that becomes, you know, independence doesn't happen overnight. It's a, a it's a, a, a long-term and battle. You know, it's about winning individual wee, um, battles within the war. And um, and it's all about positivity. And as you said, rising above the poison, rising above that poison. Mm. And, you know, that good mm. old saying, give somebody enough rope, they'll hang themselves. And that's what's happening <laughs> right now. That's the situation we're in right now. And that's what's happening with Westminster. And we just need to keep giving them the rope. Giving them till it comes to the point that if we turn around and say having another referendum, or we've now decided we are now um, becoming declaring ourselves as an independent nation, depending on what route we go down, how we end up doing it, whatever the final step will be. 
it comes to the point that it, they have no scope whatsoever to say no or to say you can't. It's all about democracy. It democracy. It, it's all about democracy. And that's why what people vote for so on May the 6th, that's, this is our chance to say, hang on a minute, <coughs> 2014, yeah. some people voted no, who've changed to yes. We've changed our mind, those no voters, because yeah. we were lied to. We were yeah. made promises, which is, I wish people would realise this. The Tories stand there on the TV making promises, and they do not keep them. Blatantly lying. And whatever you may say, whatever you may say about um, the Scottish government, they have done a lot for Scotland in the last 13 or so years. And the Tories will stand there and their friends and say that, you know, the Scottish government has failed. It has not failed. People just have to look around them to see that. Has your council tax bill gone up? No. They've frozen it yet again. Also as well, prescription. You know? Are yeah. your children at university? Yes. How did they get there? Well, I've got three children at university and there's no way yeah. they'd be there if I had to pay their fees or they had and to. And the same with prescriptions. You know? Do you pay for your prescriptions? No, you don't. Have, I mean, they've, they've stolen yeah. uh, people's pensions and squandered it, squandered the money that was supposed to be for people's pensions over the past few decades. And that's on top of the fact that if we had had our oil revenue, we could have been up to a trillion pounds better off in Scotland over the far, past 14 I mean, the thing years. is, we've got one of the lowest pension rates and, in Europe. And, in um, Europe. Yeah. And you think, really, with the amount of money the UK as a whole brings in? And it's... They have squandered that, the oil revenue. It squandered. And... You, They've built these yeah. like white elephants, like um, I don't know the Docklands yeah. in London, etc. That was yeah. paid for and by then, Scotland. I mean, you just need to know about the farcical with COVID, with the PPE. You know, all the money. Oh, we've put, mm-hmm. in, we have put in X amount of money. Yes, we've got this. Oh yeah, there's only a, you know where is it? Where's it gone? It's been squandered, and this is the problem, and this is what we need to get away from. Um, we really, really do need to get away from all this but um i mean i don't know about you because like i mean i would describe myself as a citizen of the planet um i love scotland i've lived most of my life here but i've spent a little bit of london in london and a little bit in europe um but my mum is scottish uh but the thing is that to me it's it's not about nationalism with it's not about dna it's about how do you feel about Scotland in your heart because do you love Scotland is that why you've moved here (laughs) and if you have moved here do you want what's best for the communities in Scotland and you know if we don't have independence then we will always be uh, basically dependent on how England and that's not democracy so our voice is Mm -hmm. completely unheard it's just so frustrating because um we can do this but that's why i like this yes challenge that the national and um business for scotland have organized where for the next three months you get access to information and it's an opportunity if everyone does this takes one person on and tries to help them see uh 
factually what is going to be possible for Scotland I in the future. I think it's great. That's that, what a good I way to spend the next three a months. a great way to spend the next few months. And I think it's a positive way to spend the next few months. And I think it gives everybody a focus because I think that's what we need right now is a wee focus. Um, and mm. uh, everybody's got a wee job. Yes. This and is connecting hearts and minds, getting hearts and minds on the do, same page. Um, towards independence mm. um, and, you know, and who we vote for in May. Um, and I think that is just a brilliant idea. Um, I'll certainly be signing up for it, definitely. And well, have you got a person in mind who you can convert? I know have already converted <laughs> due to the fact of COVID <laughs> and for the way they've seen Nicola Sturgeon conducting themselves. Um, and that's Very the thing, good is the majority yeah. of people I know who um, would never, and I'm talking about never in a month of Sundays, vote for an independent Scotland, because of the way Nicola Sturgeon has conducted herself and dealt with the COVID situation, um, people, uh, yeah, um, neighbours, you name it, have turned around and said, independent Scotland would work. And it would be we would be better off, and mm -hmm. you know, and it's got nothing to do with religion. It's got nothing to do with the royal family. It's got nothing to do with whatever ties you've got with your family, past, whatever um, organisations or whatever. It's just that good old fashioned view of you know people are seeing facts and they're seeing something working and they're seeing something falling apart mm. and they're going. The, the UK, mm. Boris Johnson and Westminster are a sinking ship and we need a life raft and Scotland is our life raft and we can do this. Um, and they get, that's what's making them um, turn around and say, why not? Independence gone. But one thing, um, one of the last things I want to say is when it comes to people talking to people, and this is coming from a personal experience. I've always wanted to be an independent Scotland, and I've always wanted um, Scotland's always been my heart and soul. However, um, on the lead up to the two thousand and fourteen um, referendum, I did vote no, and the reason I voted mm -hmm. no I was because of how people interacted with me. And this is where I keep saying to people, you need to be mindful, you need to be careful what language you use and how you do it. Yeah. Um, because yeah. at the time, when it was lead up to the referendum and things, I had just left a, a, a domestic abuse relationship and had moved to a new area, blah, 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 trying mm -hmm. to get resettled and was effectively, mm -hmm. um, nobody knew where I was apart from family and close friends and things. And... Um, mm. And when I had people, campaigners, chapping on my door. Now, I'm talking about some... I was in a state of fear still at this point. And when yeah, you've got yeah, campaigners yeah. chapping that. on your door who know your name, you don't know who they are. Okay, they might have the rosettes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But doesn't matter what rosette they've got. doesn't matter who. They're still a stranger. And if they know your name or they've got any detail from the electoral register or anything like that, that's scary. So terrifying. Mm. And for them to be sat, stand there telling you, not discussing, 
telling you, you, you yeah. need to vote for an independent Scotland. Because when I was asked the question, even yeah. out the street, who are you going to vote for? What are you voting for? Mm-hmm. I've got other things going on in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the last mm-hmm. of my worries. And, you know, my answer was mm-hmm. always, don't know. But that's generally my answer to anybody that approaches mm-hmm. me in the street campaigning. Leave me alone. Don't know. Don't worry. You know, mm-hmm. I hate that. That is one of yeah. my biggest pet hates when it comes to people, activists mm-hmm. and campaigners. You know, the way they just come up to you and just basically jump right into your life without an introduction, without an invitation. And um, when... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work, does it? It, it just, I mean, work. it's, it's, it's counterproductive. And you, when you approach people and talk to them, mm-hmm. make sure you're invited into that conversation. They're happy to have you have a conversation. You know, there is an art to conversation. There is an art to talking. And um, and that's the same on social media. People seem to be losing that art of conversation and communicating. Mm-hmm. And it's this aggression, you know, if you don't vote for SNP, if you don't vote for independence, you're a union, you're a unionist, you're a traitor, you're the... it needs to stop. Yeah. Well, I just think people yes. need to become a bit more logical. Yes. And a bit more factual. You can't go wrong. I, but... And yes. And just start there and like and then another thing I heard about like how to communicate um politically speaking is yes. find out what matters to that individual person find out what yes. is on their mind what concerns they have and then uh, educate yourself like i mean when i come off here today between now and next week's podcast i'm going to yeah. join up with this campaign and i'm going to read everything that yeah. uh, business for scotland is putting out so that i can hopefully i mean yeah, maybe we can ask people what do you want us to that. Focus on and next that week. That's the same with my neighbours. My neighbours mm-hmm. um, are very much all, they believe in the union because that's what they've lived with and that's what they believe. And <clears throat> yes, and it's a bit like a football team the way people vote. It's like because that's I always what I've always done I mean, and my family done Celtic. and whatever else you know. You know? Mm-hmm. And people generally don't like change. People are scared of change, and we need to be um, understanding of that. And a yeah. lot of people, I mean, my neighbours, as I was saying, are. You know, they've always been um, believed in Great Britain and the British um, establishment and whatever, yeah. which is fine. But we have many conversations. We generally stay out of, we generally as a whole stuff. stay out of the the politics, but we talk about everything else, yeah. which people don't understand. There's politics and everything. Yeah. So you can have conversations where you don't need to mention the word union, the word independence, the word um, British or, you know, you can have normal day-to-day conversations which are political without using the words and just have a normal conversation with people (laughs) and discuss and have the conversation, have the laughs and jokes, you know, and whatever. And, you know, sometimes Mm. that's all it takes is having these types of conversations. And then that information drip feeds in. And they start to then. And it's Mm. like if they turn around and say, you know, with my work and that, you know, this, that and everything else. 
why don't you look up this website or why don't you look up this? This will give you some information. So you're finding about their lives and then you're pointing them. And then mm. they've gone, oh, right, can I claim for this? And, oh, the Scottish Government does that. You know, and you, that's how you mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to sit there and go into the big debate about independence. Mm -hmm. You do it in other ways because some people's mm -hmm. brains just shut off. And that's when you get the aggression and and some mm -hmm. people are just really bad at campaigning. And you just do it that way. And people need to, as you said, educate themselves, learn the art of conversation. And because of that, my neighbours are now like, yeah, definitely independent Scotland. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it's so funny because I can go out there and go like that. Oh, I was watching Nicola Sturgeon just, oh, she's doing great. She's a great wee woman, her. Oh, I definitely... She needs to be running the country, you know, she needs to be, you know, and it's like, oh, really? Okay. You know, and, it, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, people get there. Just some people take a bit longer and patient. Yeah, people, you need yeah. to be very and patient. This, There's no doubt about you that. You know, I've been around people and every conversation. Want for why we should vote for independence. Exactly. Because it's normal. Why not? Because why not? Exactly. Because we're not going to do any work. As I always say, but uh, with a as bit, I always say, we might do better, but be you know, perfect. but we're not going to do any worse. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be rocky, but do you know something? At least we are in control of our own destiny, and our children and our children's children and so forth, future generations, will be able to control their own destinies, whereas at the moment they don't. I mean, like, for me, I'm yeah. voting SNP on the... There's two votes, isn't there, in May? So I'm voting SNP on the yeah. first vote, which is the first-past-the-post vote, yeah. vote for the actual constituency, which for me is Galloway. And then on the second vote, I'm voting for Laura Moody yeah. and the list. Yeah. So I'm putting the Greens in there. Yes, because as exactly. I say, I and want that's a greener where, Scotland. Yeah, and that's the thing. Not, not complicated. Um, we do want a greener Scotland, and we want. Um, and the thing is, with independence, once once we have indep independence, um, the SNP will probably break up. Um, they will break up because they will cease yes. to exist, and no, and um, they will the no longer be necessary. That's going to be left. That is actually registered as a party in Scotland, would be the Green, the Scottish Greens. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be all and, brand um, new. Yeah. What a great opportunity for our, for our future and for the future so of our children. I, I'm, so, I'm so easily, I'm like, oh yeah, please, please, please. And do you know something? Yeah, it'll be tough. And we would be kidding ourselves on if we turn around and say it's not going to be tough. It is going to be tough. But... We do, and but we know where the is, politicians are, so yeah. and we we can talk They're to them directly, we can get answers yeah. from them, we can be listened to yeah. and heard. I know, and Democracy. the thing is, we've been a smaller country, um, and we're a smaller population, we have got a quicker turnaround when it comes to policies and legislations, mm -hmm. and we don't, we and hopefully, mm -hmm. then we can stop the interference from Westminster. Because at the moment, we have got so much interference coming mm -hmm. from Westminster, whether it's through media 
um, whether it's through uh, other channels, we have got so much interference from Westminster um, to keep us down, and that's what they're doing. And um, we need away from. We need to break away. We need to break the chains. We definitely need to break. Away. I mean, there was a point like during the week. Yeah, I was freezing cold because I live in fuel poverty. Um, I was um, yeah upset by all the nastiness going on. In, in about Scotland and yeah. I thought oh no <clears throat> it's never going to happen we've lost it this is the game over but you know what I picked myself up yeah. I mean we kind of like licked my wounds for a day or two and then I picked myself up and I thought no there's so much talent there are so many voices mm. so many organizations so many people who have for decades been struggling and 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 hoping and that's what Mary Black said. We may be on our yeah. knees, but we're still crawling in the right direction. You know, and well, the that's thing what is, I think, think you know, of our at least ancestors we can try. who have been fighting. We've carried, we've now got that, we've been handed that torch. What would that say to us, to them, if they thought we were going to give up at this moment in time? You know what I mean? Some of them gave their lives fighting for independence. And Mm -hmm. It's nothing. And it's not about the SNP. Forget that. Exactly. The SNP, it's, it's bigger, just a means it's, all, to all an end. It's a means to an end. And the thing is, um, I just think when you think back to all your ancestors that have been part of the independence movement, going right back generations, whether they've been part of the political mm. or not. Yeah, they were fighting for it, though, knowing that they would die before it happened. No. And even they weren't if even going to see just, it happen, and yet you they were know, still fighting for um, it. Within their local communities, you know, not nationally, but in, you know, so many people and um, our ancestors, and to think at this moment in time, we're so close, and you're like, really, you know, mm. stop the infighting, stop that, stop it. Just yeah, focus on just the yes challenge and try to final bit. We're so close. Um, I could just, I mean, I, I, some of my ancestors and people that have long passed, I could just imagine them right now. They would be going mental to think that we're this close and going, really, really, really? Yeah. What are you doing? I think, I think, I think it's a sort of, yeah. Uh, I think it was a really difficult week this yeah. week because you had the, the weather. And you had um, the oh, fact yeah. that we've all been in lockdown for nearly a year. And it's one thing being in lockdown in May. Oh, yeah. But it's another thing being in lockdown in January. Um, and so the vaccines are starting to roll out now. So, I mean, everyone yeah. I know People is getting got vaccinated to get within the next month or so. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's spring just around the corner. You know, the, the, the bulbs are starting to uh, break through the, the frozen ground. So, I mean, we have. we've got, it's been tough, but we've made it this far. So Final now we hustle. just have to sort of like take a deep breath, like make sure we're taking our vitamin D. Take that if you're not taking it. Definitely. Be taking what it. are we like? <laughs> make sure you're eating your greens and <laughs> you're eating your, your dinner and... Uh, don't have snacks before <laughs> your meals and make sure you brush your teeth and wash your face. And... 
get your exactly. get your coats yep. become planted yep. and put on your windowsills yep. right now. Yeah, make sure you get ahead of the ahead of the curve. So there. Make sure you're keeping warm. <laughs> oh crikey! I know what we like. I know. Do you know something? Um, that's about the older gen. Maybe we're getting hit in that older generation. <laughs> We are the old generation. Yeah. Oh, make sure you've got clean knickers on because in case you have an accident <laughs> outside. Right, okay. I always remember my granny saying that to me. Make sure you've got clean knickers on in case you have an accident outside. And I'm like, ah, what's that? I can't read that. Yeah, okay. And make sure yeah. you've got change your socks as well and brush your hair. You don't want rat's tails. And oh, crikey. Oh, and, and it's so funny because now Aww, I'm starting to bless. say the same things. <laughs> Yeah, turned yeah. into that generation, you know, the old mad Scots generation where the, we start to say yeah. random nutty things, you know. Keep your back warm, you don't want your kidneys to <laughs> catch <in> a chill. <laughs> oh, that's a very one. useful one, that's, I know. I always remember, <laughs> I'm going way off the tangent here, where... When I was younger, you would wear the wee crop tops and you would prance about, and my granny would be like, your kidneys are going to catch a chill with that top on, hen. <laughs> and I'm going, what's she going on a bit? <laughs> oh, the dear, ah, the fun. Yeah, we're now getting to that generation, if not, we're already there. But never mind. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but yeah we do, people need to start taking care of themselves mentally. Um physically, spiritually, and um, and also, yeah, start kind of thinking about logical, about independence and how it's going to actually affect us logically. You know, you know, take, you know, look at the figures, look at the information. We will post as much information on our Facebook page. And, um, yeah. And if anyone wants to share information with us, that would really be great because... I am a complete, just, I'm just, I'm no expert on anything, yeah. but I, I don't mind reading. I like reading. Yeah. So I'll, I'll read anything that anyone thinks to. You don't need to be an expert to. at the end of the day. I mean, I used, I've said that on many occasions. I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not an academic. I'm not a politician. I'm not this, that, never. But what I am is a woman living in a country who mm. is um, being kept on its knees deliberately and taking away opportunities and I live with the effects every day yeah. and I have done for all of my life and and that's where the expertise yes, comes in because you well. are and we are all experts in that because we are all living with the effects and we um so we are all experts because we all we all have the what's the word, the, the scars, whether they're physical or mental we, or emotional, we all have that and yeah. we are living with that. And that's yes. what people don't yeah. understand. We live with it every day. We are living with being kept on our knees um, as a country and as a nation and as a culture as well. Um, and that's what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, it's deeply, deeply embedded in us to, yes. to have a sort of lack of self belief yeah. and that's what we're fighting against right now <clears throat> the next three months is to actually to get that message across that we yeah. should believe in ourselves we can believe yeah, we in have. ourselves and we can and do the thing this is, that's we've one got of the this tactics being used you know? by the british empire for centuries is oh. that psychological um 
and bedament of self um, belief where they have destroyed that within the Scots and mm. um, where they have um, and yeah. that's where we go into this panic mode every t- you know and we self-destruct um, and it's like mm. we became accepting of losing and you see that within our sports and stuff mm. we we yeah, rugby. Yes. Well, we just won yesterday, didn't um, they? Twickenham. Um, but, you know, we have became <laughs> we, when we win something, we're like, it's such a wow. It's amazing. You know, it's like really that's happened to us. Whereas other cultures and nations and things are like, yeah, that's really good. And you know, whereas with us, it's like, we and we have become yeah. experts at losing. But you know what? What gets me is that that we um, could be such good friends with like Iceland, Norway, Finland, Ireland, all oh, these yeah. countries. I mean, and I want to be friends with all these countries. No, it's boring. I don't want to be part of the UK, which is, you know, yeah. like so unfriendly yeah. and has booted out all these people oh, from Europe in the last couple of months or whatever they've done. You know, I mean, it's just horrendous and. You know, we for the sake of our children, we need to get away from this Brexit, and we need to um, create brand new relationships with Europe, and and be a twenty first century country with all this talent, all these young people. I know, oh, I know, I know. I mean, it's the, the just sky is when the you limit. See you know? The talent yeah. that's gone round um, round Scotland. I mean, we're we extremely well educated. We'll we never even talked about education. We Maybe we should save that for next time. Education, but no, we'll keep that for next yeah. week, but or another day. But um, honestly, we the sky's the limit. It really, mm-hmm. really is, and we the prop. Yeah. And it's David and Goliath. This whole situation right now with the um, the fight for our freedom, because we may not have uh, the levers of control when it comes to the mainstream media, like the BBC. Oh, we don't. We don't have control over what they say, which which is nonsense most of the time. Exactly. But we have um, social media, <clears throat> and that's wonderful. And it's like there are so many ways on social media that we can communicate yeah. with each other, the, which we have to still because we we're do, still on we lockdown. We need to get out the mindset of but, you know um, being prepared to lose. We need to um, get away from that mindset. We need to get away from this destructive behaviour uh, that we seem to have in this instilled into us um, and we need to start winning and believing we can win and, and sharing um, facts yes and being being what we're good at and the thing is we are Scots are good communicators yeah. we are good at socialising we <laughs> are okay we're, at the moment <laughs> we can't really do that um, but you know what I mean But we are good at that but for some reason, we are also good at being destructive, and it's a destructive we need to stop. Okay, what's your? Let's say let's let's end it and let's yeah. tell me what's your thought thought for the day. My thought for today is start believing. Mm-hmm. Start um, to right. So I'll start again. Start believing. Um, start communicating. Yeah. Um, um and stop being destructive mm-hmm. and mine is what about you join the yes challenge yeah which we'll post the links for yeah and between the two you're on to a winner yeah well, that's my own personal belief anyway. yeah. Yeah. 
so is that us finished for today and then we will catch up next week and hopefully you've enjoyed today's show um please contribute constructively comments etc yeah, ideas for what to do yeah. <laughs> and if you want to come on yeah, and join yeah. us does anyone yeah. and contribute um please do mm-hmm. and if you want to do your own interview or um, do your own pod- podcast but not quite sure about putting it on your own or whatever um, and as long as it's relevant to independent women um, you know about Scotland and so forth whether it's arts, entertainment, mm, politics that would be nice, that would be good or a campaign mm-hmm. that you're currently involved in send us a wee recording and we'll pop it up and we'll share it out for you not a problem and, and also if people um, have got questions and they don't know the answers to things and they want help to understand things then we will try and help yeah or we'll put you in the right direction yeah. because a lot of the times is people don't know yeah. where to go yeah and and access information if you're still and undecided some... and you're sitting thinking about which way to go and you want some help to kind of work through the the issues try and understand what's going on mm-hmm. yeah just ask that's what we're here for so um, we'll wrap it up and we'll say goodbye and have a lovely day. <laughs> Same to you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.